Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Your use of language has altered since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall I say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you, and so forth. You mean the profanity? Yeah. That's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays any attention to you unless you swear every other word. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you decided to drive a rental van down the sidewalk instead of staying home to jerk off, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, April 27th, 2018. Have you heard about these Lonesome Losers edition of the show where we talk about the sad, pathetic world of the incel? Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Sir Spanks a Lot Spank Crate, the, the healthy alternative to sexually induced frustration. Are you a young man of below average looks and substantially below average intelligence? Do you lack a sense of humor, musical talent, or any real prospects to offset your physical appearance and an utter lack of ambition to improve? Then Sir Spanks a Lot is for you. Our monthly spank crate will arrive at your door with a broad selection of lubricants, whacking material, and absorbent towelettes to make your masturbatory experience more memorable. No more dry rubs into a dirty sweat sock. Sir Spanks a lot will alleviate the crippling feeling of self-loathing that accompanies you being the pathetic loser that you are. Sir Spanks a lot because no one else will love you like you are. When have you ever gotten laid? I've laid lots of times. Name one. She lives in Canada. I met her at Niagara Falls. You wouldn't know her. Never laid anyone around here. Oh. You and Claire did it. What are you talking about? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Let's just drop it, okay? We'll, we'll talk about it later. No, drop what? What are you talking about? Well, Brian's trying to tell me that in addition to the number of girls in the Niagara Falls area, that presently you and he are riding the hobby horse. Oh, pig. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. John said I was a cheer and I said I wasn't. That's it. That's all, that's all was said. Well, then what were you motioning to Claire for? You know, I didn't appreciate this very much, Brian. He is lying. Oh, you weren't motioning to Claire? You know he's lying, right? Were you or were you not motioning to Claire? Yeah, but it was only... It was only because I didn't want to know I was a virgin, okay? Excuse me for being a virgin, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why didn't you let me know you were a virgin? Because it's personal business. It's my personal private business. Well, Brian, it doesn't sound like you're doing any business. I think it's okay for a guy to be a virgin. I want to start this show with the words of Dan Savage. Quote, sexual deprivation can make a person miserable, even suicidal. I hear every day from men and women in their 20s, 30s, 40s and up who are virgins, who haven't had sex for decades. Some have never received so much as a kiss, much less experienced a romantic relationship. Most are deeply unhappy. And none who've contacted me identify as, quote, incel, unquote, or have contemplated committing acts of violence, unquote. This show is not about those people. It's about self-identified incels. 
and they deserve everything I'm about to say about them. Now let's get this show going. I don't want to kiss and tell right up here at the top, but, uh, you know. You're a man of the world, aren't you? I mean, you, you know, you've, uh, you've uh, been around, you've been there. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, you've, uh, you know, you've, uh, you've done it uh, with a lady. You've slept with a lady. In my youth, I enjoyed the company of the ladies in culturally appropriate and consensual ways. But I was not what one would call a player or a ladies' man, but I, I did uh, get around. This was not always the case. Indeed, prior to my entry into the United States Air Force, I was quite shy and awkward around women. This was partially because my parents endeavored to raise me a good Christian who eschewed sexual relations outside the bonds of holy matrimony, but mostly because I was a fat ginger kid who uh, played a game with dragons and elves. What a nerd. Nerd alert! <laughs> The experience of being a virgin was never that big of a deal in my teens. Despite what John Hughes told you in his movies, virginity, it was status quo for the vast majority of teenagers. Not some onerous burden obsessing pubescent minds every waking moment. If uh, I recall, sex was concurrently mysterious, frightening, and alluring, but we really didn't sit around discussing our status as virgins, because we knew we were virgins. It was normal. There were people in my teenage years that were having sex. All the cool kids were doing it. It's just that I, and no one I knew, were cool kids. Ergo, I retained my virginity to well into my 19th year. And that's when I lost it rather unexpectedly. And I mean that literally, I had no idea I was about to have sex. And when it did happen, I was not entirely pleasantly surprised. Now, I admit to being a sheltered kid who somehow grew up in a Mayberry world well, late, late into the 1980s, so most of my interactions, as I said, with women were shy, awkward, and bittersweet. I didn't really understand them, and I was kind of scared of them at the same time. And also, I had some really warped ideas about romantic love from all the books I'd read, so by the time I finally did have sex the first time, it really wasn't all that enjoyable. It was a complicated experience, and one best reserved for another show when I don't already have a topic. So, knowing all of this, you can imagine my surprise when I learned there's an entire subculture out there who uh, have elevated themselves from perfectly normal virgins into uh, some kind of dirtbag badge of honor in their virginity. They've even gone so far as to assign themselves a nickname. Together we call ourselves the Unfuckables. Accurate, but no. The name these fellas decided to anoint upon themselves is Incel, which is a short for involuntarily celibate. Uh-huh. And as with so many things on the internet, they've had to go out and make their problem all of our problem. Because it seems a young man who I will name just this one time, Alec Manassian, hereafter referred to only as John Q. Shitbag, drove a rented van into a crowded public square in Toronto early this week, in an act of terrorism, killing nine and injuring 14. John Q. Shitbag posted on Facebook, Nothing good can come of this, trust me. Private recruit Manassian infantry, bell shit bobbly numbers, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. Fucking 4chan is the shithole of the internet. It goes on, The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. Unquote. All of this seems like a bunch of bullshit to, you know, like, sane people. But it'll make far more sense by the end of the show, or at least more sense than it does now. But probably only a little. Incels, you see, are part of the uh, manosphere. 
Manosphere, as a culture, is a, it's, it's like a pile of dog shit that you step in when you're walking down the street on a beautiful sunny day and everything's fucking grow, going great. And then you spend the next 10 minutes digging this shit out of your shoe tread with a long stick. Maybe it's a bit too graphic for the space. In a nutshell, the ethos of the Manosphere, according to Caitlin Dew of the Washington Post, is, quote, their core philosophy basically boils down to this. One, feminism has overrun corrupted modern culture and a violation of nature, biology, inherent gender differences. And two, men can best seduce women slash save society in general by embracing a super dominant, uber masculine gender role, forcing ladies to fall into step behind them. That is the most horrifying thing I have ever seen. In some ways, these tiny dicked wonders are just old-fashioned misogynist. But since this is the 21st century, we're not content to be part of just one big hate culture. We've got to narrow our spectrum of hate down into subgroups so we can feel as though we truly belong. And incels are a small but particularly pathetic subgroup of dudes who are really, really angry about being virgins. Imagine that. Yeah. So they band together in the usual dark, semen-stained corners of the internet, where they commiserate with one another over the fundamental unfairness that women will not deign to fuck some sad, limp-dick, cum-crusted Kleenex of a guy who regards them not as a human being, but as a receptacle for their spectacularly subpar seed. Unfair! Unfair! Yeah, unfair! Unfair! Who are these arthritic grip monkey spankers, too lame even for a pity fuck? What do they want? Where do they come from? You know, it all begins in the 90s, and it begins with a woman. Well, of course it does. Peter Baker of Elle magazine traced the clues back to a young woman at Carleton University in 1994, Canada. The young woman created a website called Alana's Involuntarily Celibacy Project. Quote, the site was populated by men and women, but certainly more men, which Alana had mixed feelings about. While the men were prone to antagonistic, repetitive complaining, she truly wanted her project to be a home for all incels. Rendered rigid gender norms, she thought, burdened everyone. There were so many ways to people, for people to end up lonely, from awkwardness to mental illness to an overinvestment in the, quote, normal, unquote. Alana left her website behind years ago and it eventually emerged with a morass of sad and lonely people who inhabit the corners of the web seeking affirmation and affection and affiliation with other sad and lonely people. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually good. But the problem is, is when sad people get mad and decide that something which is definitely their fault is now someone else's fault. It's all my fault. No, it isn't. That's what they keep telling themselves anyway. In places like Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and the steaming asshole of the internet 4chan, these angry, resentful little shit stains found each other and began to reinforce their fake-ass grievances against people they call chads. Chads are guys who take all the girls they think they ought to be having sex with, and the Stacys, the girls they think they ought to be having sex with, and of course the rest of us they call normies, because apparently we're beneath their contempt or we're having sex with someone that they kind of want to have sex with, but maybe not because they're conflicted about it. You know, this whole incel thing to me sounds like it's carrying more than a little whiff of Oedipal complex. 
And since us normies are out there tapping your mom's ass like a beer keg at a biker rally, I guess that makes us chads, doesn't it? You might remember in 2014, one of these knockoff Kin dolls, with their even smoother in front, went public with his rage in a, when a 22-year-old incel named Shitty McShickstain, I'm not even going to use this guy's fucking real name, he doesn't deserve it. He killed six and injured 14 in Isla Vista, California. This sufferer from affluenza, and this kid had fucking money, he had a fucking car, he had everything, his parents were rich, he had no fucking problems. He got mad and started killing people because someone wouldn't fuck him. But he left us a little manifesto to explain his actions. So let me read to you a selection from Shitty McShitstain's manifesto. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years. More than that, actually, I'm still a virgin. It's been very torturous. College is the time when everyone experienced such things as sex and fun and pleasure. Within those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fear! You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't understand why you girls aren't attracted to me. But I'm going to punish you all for it. It's an injustice. A crime. Because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. You throw yourselves at the obnoxious man instead of me. A supreme gentleman. After his rampage, McShitstain blew his own brains out in his car which, just like everything else in his life, was wrong. He should have started with that. After the Isla Vista murderer, the incel community hailed McShitstain as a hero and even referred to him by his self-administered honorific supreme gentleman. Even John Q. Shitbag himself name-dropped McShitstain before he started his own little rampage. Supreme gentleman. Hmm. Now, I'm... I'm not a linguist or even an English professor, but uh, I do have a dictionary. And the definition of supreme is pretty clear. It means highest in rank or authority, paramount, sovereign, or chief. Or, two, the highest quality, degree, character, and importance. But there's no rank-granting structure for shriveled dick losers. And this dickbag had no quality, character, or importance. So I'm pretty sure supreme isn't right, but let's look at the definition of gentleman. Let's try that one. It reads, chivalrous, courteous, or honorable man. And since he brutally murdered innocent women and men, that sure as fuck don't apply to this fucking piece of shit. So you are not either of those fucking things. Take it easy, Dave. Deep breaths. Now, I know I'm just being a mean and vicious chad here, but honestly, fuck these guys. <laughs> well, I guess if someone would fuck these guys, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? But, you know, we are. So, wait a minute. Let me let me pull back here for a second. Like I said at the top of the show, not all people who are not having sex are pathetic, deranged simpletons who, for, for some reason or another, just aren't getting laid. But some of them, most of them, are not getting laid because of their stupidity and misogyny. 
there are those out there who suffer from legitimate problems that need compassion and most of all therapy to heal. But mostly, mostly, we're talking about pathetic whiners because it's not like they are rare or unique. There are plenty of virgins out there. From another article in L, which for some reason has been on this shit for a while, quote, adult virginity and celibacy are infrequently studied, but there are available data as that suggests that near equal percentages of American men and women go through life sexless. In the 15 to 24 age bracket, it's 27.2% of men and 28.5% of women. According to a survey conducted between 2006 and 2008 by the Centers for Disease Control, in the 25 to 44 bracket, the figures plunge but remain close together. 1.3% of women are remain sexless and 1.6% of men. Those numbers are pretty telling when you look at them. The people out there who aren't fucking are about equal, and maybe, maybe, they could find and fuck each other? Excuse me, a little something in my throat. Oh, that's right. Because you see, these little creeps, it's not that they can't get laid. You, They can get laid. They just can't get laid by the prom queen. You know what, my little pimple-faced chubby monkey spankers? Look at yourself in the goddamn mirror. You are never going to fuck the prom queen. You're just not. If you were a woman, and to put it in your vernacular, you would be the ugly friend that you find so offensive. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Not only are you physically unappealing, and you are, but you spend all your time in a room alone in front of a computer screen sniveling to other fat fucking ugly losers. You've got nothing going for you. That job at the Taco Hut doesn't really make you the kind of guy that attracts women, even if you aren't the best looking. So all you've got left is personality. So you got nothing. And you could do something, you know, try a little decency, humanity, empathy, or even think of women as human beings of their own free will. That would go a long way towards improving your chances because that is your real problem. It isn't that you're ugly on the outside there, Spanky. There are millions of ugly dudes out there with bad jobs that get laid every day. Stop laughing, Gavin. Stop laughing. I hear you up there. I, I know you're trying to stop. Fucking ass. It's just that you're ugly on the inside. You only care about you, your needs, and your desires. Even in the unlikely event you found someone who could look past all the flaws visible to the world, they still wouldn't fuck you because... Why should they? Because you know as well as I do, you would be a two-pump chump and then roll over and start crying because you're not the virile hunk of man that you imagine yourself to be when you're watching fucking porn. Oh, and your porn. Your porn has taught you all the wrong lessons. You see, all you watch is the cum shot. And here's the tip. Women really do let you do that. Some of them even want you to do that. But to get to do that, you've got to do something for them. It's reciprocal thumb dick, and it starts before you ever see them naked. You listen to them. You value them as a person. You share the experience of their lives. Then, in the bedroom, you do unto others as you would have done unto you. It's called fucking foreplay. And then, when it's over, you spend some time with them enjoying the afterglow. <laughs> Let me tell you, little spank monsters, the best part of sex is after it's over. 
those long, slow time when you come and you're wrapped around each other so close you're not sure one of you ends and the other begins. It's fucking amazing. Too bad you don't know what that's like because you don't see the other person as anything more than a fleshy animatronic fuck doll, and that's why you're still a virgin. You're a pathetic child who wants a toy to play with, not a partner to share physical intimacy. You honestly do not deserve to have sex. It would be wasted on you. So sit in the dark and jack off unless, you know, it's all you will ever do if you don't change. God damn, you fuckers piss me off. And do you want to know why? You want to know why you fuckers piss me off so much? Because I used to be one of you. Wow. I didn't see that coming. That's like an explosive twist. <laughs> I'm exactly like you because I was having sex. But uh, like you in that I loathe the women that I wanted to be having sex with because they were having sex with other men. And I thought that those other men treated them like shit. Because you see, I read all the same books that you have. Chivalry, honor, courtly love. Like I said, I was a nerd. And I burned with rage because women only wanted to go out with the jerks who didn't deserve them. And I seethed whenever I was told how nice I was. And I heard it all the time. Oh, what a nice guy. And hot girls weren't fucking nice guys. And for a long time, I was celibate because... I couldn't be with the person I wanted to be with. And I went through a long stretch of years like that, miserable and lonely and very bitter towards women. But you know what? Along came the internet, and I did what everyone else was doing. I went online, and I met a community of like-minded people who shared my nerve. And then I started chatting with a woman. We started private chatting. And then we started calling each other long distance. And then we met in real life, and oh, you pathetic little losers, we fucked like monkeys in a heat. And by this time, we were in love, and we started talking about getting married. Then I met her family, and they hated me. And she wouldn't leave her family, and I couldn't leave the military, so we broke up. And I blamed her and every other woman in the universe. And I went off in this lovely little spiral of hate for women because one of them broke my heart. And the longer that spiral went on, the angrier I became, and the worse I treated the women who did sleep with me. How absurd is that? I treated the women with whom I had sex with like sluts, and the women who did not like they were goddesses. Little did I realize it was a spiral for everyone involved of our shame, our sense of inferiority, our immaturity feeding in upon itself until I turned into an awful fucking human being treating women worse and worse. Getting laid was easy. All it took was booze and superficial charm and a good karaoke voice in my case. And I had them all in spades and I could find someone to take home. I spent a good couple of years on these pointless sexcapades. And I mean, I was totally getting laid because, again, I'm not a loser like you shitbags. But the same disdain, the same spite, the same rage towards women was exactly like what you feel. It just manifested in a different way, a cooler way, a Chad way. And the women I went home with were damaged by men just like me. Most of the time it was their fathers and they acted out against their fathers by fucking a loser just like me. I truly had become a Chad. Because like fucks like. Like is damaged by like. And like makes the next generation of like. I was lucky I broke out. Or rather, I was ripped out by a woman who wouldn't fuck me. I mean, 
totally I wanted to fuck her, but she made it very clear that she was never going to fuck me. But what she would do is demand that I treat her like a human being. She made me see by sheer force of personality to accept her agency as a person and see her as a friend and human being. She gave me the greatest gift any one person can ever give another, a swift kick in the ass and to see reason. She changed my life. And I've repaid her poorly in some ways as a person and carry a different kind of guilt around about that because I will always owe her for breaking that cycle that I was in and what would have led to a bad outcome involving a trailer, a drug problem, and five kids by three different women, none of whom would ever talk to their father. All because a woman refused to be treated like a fuck toy and saw something in me worth saving. So you know what? There's value in women, even if it's a selfish value for us. So you little pud-pulling pussies, I know the self-hatred you all share, the manifest in a hatred of women. If you right now are sitting around contemplating the mimicry of your heroes make shit stain and shit bag because of that hatred, please, I beg of you, put that fucking gun in your mouth and pull the trigger. It'll save us all a shitload of grief and trouble and you'll deserve it. Or you could choose the different path. You could chill out and fucking wait a minute. Remember those stats from the CDC I quoted earlier? Roughly 25% of men and women under the 25 years of old were virgins, and that number dropped to a shade over 1% went between age 25 and 44? That's right. Sometimes it takes a minute before you fuck. It takes some time to grow up to stop acting like a damn fool so the opposite sex will not think you are a petulant child and might deign to give you a little booty booty. You are so worked up about not getting something you want when you want it that you're like a toddler screaming over a cookie. You gotta slow down, grow up, and then you get laid. It's not complicated. You want some help? I'll give you some help. It's easy. Get off the computer, take a fucking shower, put on some clean clothes, and leave the fucking house. That's a first step. Scared to talk to women? I get it. I was. Everyone was. If it helps, they're pretty scared of you too because your ass might just kill them. It's a big world out there, full of people who are into pretty much the same shit you are, minus the fanatic hatred of women. So get rid of that fanatic hate, and you'll find it's pretty easy to talk to them. You will even enjoy it. You're lonely, angry, pent-up, horny, and frustrated, not because there's some great conspiracy out there that ensures that only certain men are allowed to have sex. It's because you are a fucking baby. Be a man and get the fuck out of your fucking basement. Oh, and again, I cannot emphasize this enough. Take a shower and put on clean clothes first. No one will fuck you if you stink of old common pit sweat. And if you're still having problems after all of that, learn to play the guitar. It's not, if you, it's not that hard. You don't have to be good at it. I wasn't good at it, but it helped me get laid. And it doesn't matter how ugly you are or even how badly you play it. If you play guitar, someone will fuck you. Have you seen Keith Richards? That is it for our show this week. Uh, I feel like I need to spend a week in the shower just reading the news reports about these idiots. I thought about going to some of their websites to do some uh, first-hand research, but the uh, idea made me so nauseous that I had to spend the next hour drinking Pepto and sipping seltzer water. I want everyone to know that Gavin and I are working hard creating Patreon content for our donors. Let me explain Let me explain how this Patreon thing works. You go to patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast, 
and you give this podcast $1 of your money, and in return, you get access to exclusive content that no one else can hear. And trust me when I say you get what you pay for, exactly $1 worth of entertainment. If, if I get to a certain level, and it's right there, it's only $25, I might create something like worth $2 of entertainment. Didn't ask for a dime. $2. Of course, all of our regular shows are free and worth it. And they are entertaining, and they are at the show name on SoundCloud at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. You know what you could do? You could depreciate the market of other podcasts by rating and reviewing the show so that we can drive down the value of other five-star reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. So for me, Dave, a definite Chad, and producer Normie, Gavin, and all the other fictional Stacys on this show, we want to say, sit down, take a look at yourself. Don't you want to be somebody? Someday, somebody's going to see inside, and frankly, what they find is going to be pretty disturbing. So, you know, you should probably do something about that. We'll see you all next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.